The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com Hello and welcome to Hidden Horsepower by Total Seal. I'm Joe Costello and today we have got a fantastic guest, the E3 Spark Plugs Pro Modified World Champion, Stevie Fast Jackson. Steve Jackson going to be joining us, but my co-host for this episode, his first time since the launch of the new podcast, he is the president and CEO of Total Seal, also top five in the world in Mellow Yellow Pro Stock, Mr. Matt Hartford. Matt, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Oh, Joe, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting show. Uh, anytime we can uh, get together with uh, Stevie Fast, you know there's going to be uh, it's it's going to be fun. Got a pro stock racer. Got a pro mod racer. Certainly, a couple of guys that are very knowledgeable about building engines that are capable of making big horsepower. Everybody kind of fresh back from PRI. All kinds of great stuff going on. I'm excited about talking to Stevie Fast. Yeah, we uh, Stevie Fast came to our booth, and uh, you know we had a we had a great conversation at PRI. You know, PRI was probably the best PRI I've ever been to, and I've been going now. That was my 22nd PRI. The, the the quality of the people who were in our booth from starting on Wednesday during setup all the way through Saturday when it closed was just absolutely phenomenal. You have the you have the smartest engine builders in the world. You have the the best racers in the world all in one place, one central area, and you just you get to talk to them about everything from from ring technology to what their plans are for next season and and you know how their season was last year. So it's a uh, PRI was a fun thing where, you know, obviously you were there. We're just off the show. So I think this podcast with Stevie is going to be good. I agree. We're going to bring him on in a couple of seconds. I do imagine, though, there are some people out there from the outside world that don't exactly know your background. And I want to make sure everybody does know that you've got an interesting background yourself. Been with Total Seal a long time, served our country in a very interesting scenario. Why don't you talk a little bit about how you got here? Uh, basically, if you go back to uh, go back to the very early '90s, 1990, for example, you know, I was uh, I was in the United States Navy. I ended up going through the nuclear engineering program. Ended up on uh, three different fast attack subs. Uh, the one I was on the most was a USS Augusta SSN 710. And I got out of the military in uh, 1994. I opened up a, a small little speed shop and and had that running at night while I uh, actually managed uh, the maintenance side of. Uh, a paper factory, uh, Robert Kraft, the Patriots. He uh, he had a uh, a paper company in New Hampshire that uh, throughout the day I would handle all the maintenance. And so between working on machines during the day and working on cars and engines at night, it was a it was a way to make a living, and and I was really enjoying myself. And one day I decided I was going to go to uh, down to Total Seal to use their dyno and dyno an engine for for one of my customers, and the dyno was broke. And the the current owners of Total Seal at that time basically said, listen, the dyno's broke. You can't dyno the engine. And my response was, well, if I can fix the dyno, can I, can I use your dyno? And they said, absolutely. So about three hours later, I had the dyno fixed, and we dynoed the engine. And, and, and basically, that stemmed the relationship with myself and Total Seal. They, uh, they asked me if I was interested in heading up their engineering department in Phoenix, Arizona, at the main, main headquarters of Total Seal. And at first I declined, thought about it for about a week, and thought, wow, that could be a really good opportunity. So I picked up everything, moved to Phoenix, Arizona, 1998, and uh, started heading up the engineering department at Total Seal. Fast forward 21 years later, uh, the opportunity came about to where I could have uh, 
a group of investors, uh, uh, Promise out of Chicago. It's a family-owned business. And then uh, also John Vesely, actually out of Scottsdale, Arizona. They um, they decided they were willing to back me to purchase Total Seal from the Moriarty family, who had owned it for 52 years. And in June, we purchased Total Seal as a, as a group. Now we're moving forward. We are in full-on, how do we make a piston ring better than anybody in the world? Let's find growth. Let's bring technology. Let's find efficiency. And, and, and let's take a piston ring that has been used primarily in racing and move it into every industry around the world, whether it's an air compressor, a shock absorber, or an internal combustion engine. We're, we're going to build the best piston rings anybody's ever seen. Very exciting. The bio is so important to me. Hopefully the folks out there appreciate spending time on a submarine in that critical scenario, the person you have become to be able to go out there. We'll talk about the NHRA Pro Stock stuff, I'm sure, when Stevie comes on. But thank you for your service. And what you guys are doing is very exciting, and I love the fact that we are a part of it uh, with this podcast and we got listeners out there. Of course, we encourage everybody to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Write a review if you enjoy what you're hearing because there's going to be more to come. you got big plans. Matt's got big plans. Matt, are you ready to connect with the man, Stevie Fast? Let's get him. Let's bring him on. He is the 2019 E3 Spark Plugs Pro Modified World Champion and a whole host of other accolades over his great career. Steve Jackson joins us now. Stevie, welcome to Hidden Horsepower. How are you? Pretty good. How are you fellas doing? Good. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Having just figured out that PRI was packed and so much business, so many things going down. It is great to be able to catch up with you. And the fact that I've got a, a pro stock driver who is top five in the world, a pro mod driver that is a champion, I think this is a great, interesting podcast coming up. Steve, winning that pro mod world championship, I know that was your target goal, mission accomplished. <laughs> I didn't think it would come as quickly as what it did, uh, but when we came in and, and first started running NHRA, I remember the very first race in Gainesville, you came up and introduced yourself to me, and uh, you looked at me like like I was kind of crazy when I told you that I was going to win a championship over here, and after about three races, I thought I was crazy too. Uh, we got our brains beat out for a little bit, but being able to, to fail without consequence is how you win. Wow, I love that, and I think, uh, Matt, that can probably be applied to many different facets of racing and life fail without consequence as in you get to try again yeah absolutely and 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 the, the one thing about drag racing though is it's different from you know a lot of the other venues of, of racing around the world is we only get one shot on sunday you know if you, if you if you fail in the first round you're done for the day and you have to come back where you know a lot of other facets you, you get to maybe make another lap and try it again so I remember when Stevie came out in the NHRA, and, and I, was, I was watching because I'm a big Pro Mod fan, and I was like, wow, you know, he's coming over here with a lot of attitude, and, uh, and, and he's persistent. And, and, and just watching him, the one thing I'll say is he, is, is he works as hard, if not harder, than anybody else out there, and I think that's the reason that you see a number one on his car going into next year. Steve, we talked a little bit about Matt's background uh, on a nuclear sub and doing maintenance and, uh, you know, finding his way to be involved in racing. Uh, you've kind of got a story that is similar. You weren't always, uh, you know, getting paid to race. You had a job. You were out there doing the 9 to 5. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> I was doing like the 7 to midnight, like 7 a.m. to midnight. But, yeah, I came from a, from very humble beginnings, and I think when you do that, you kind of grow up with a chip on your shoulder. You learn how to not rely on other people to do things for you, and you, you kind of figure out how to find your own path. Um, 
I was a, uh, a auto technician. I decided I wanted, that's what I wanted to do for a career. Uh, I went to, to school and went, uh, I was master technician on GM Ford, uh, and Suzuki and worked at a car dealership and did very good for myself at my age. Did that for a little while and then realized, Hey, I can't make enough money doing this to go drag racing like I want to. So I started a tool company, um, did very well with it and, uh, ended up selling it, did it for six years. And I just decided one day that I wanted to race for a living. I'd always been racing and just dove off the cliff and <laughs> sold that thing for pennies on the dollar and started racing full time, which is, uh, it was a really, <laughs> it was a rude awakening from what I thought it was going to be to what it is. Uh, but I wouldn't change a second of it. So let's bring that into the world, uh, critical world of engine building, right? Like you can't be the brash, confident Steve Jackson who talks smack if you're unsure that the engine that you built is going to hold together and make big power. And I think that's where Total Seal comes in. Everything in life, business, and drag racing is all in the, the last 10% of detail. When you talk about Matt's career uh, on a nuclear submarine, when you're in that environment, you live and die by detail. And one thing that we struggled with in 2017 was we didn't have a ring package. We didn't have a piston package. Me uh, not knowing what I'm doing and taking off and blazing a path and not asking for help, it breeds failure in the beginning because I'm, I'm not the guy that's ever going to come into your pits and ask you what's wrong with my car. I just have to figure it out. So we went through 17 finding our own way, and we tore up a lot of stuff. I don't think there was a race we went to in 2017 where I didn't have an engine delivered to the track that was back from being repaired. Towards the end of 2017, I got with Matt. We had a conversation in the off-season about some stuff that we wanted to try, and, and Matt told me, he said, I, I know that this is better. You know, let's, let's explore this path. And we kind of decided that we needed to get an engine program together. Uh, so we worked with Total Seal and worked on uh, a solution to some of the stuff we were, we were fighting. And lo and behold, not only did we, did we make big power, but we also found durability. Like you said about confidence, when you roll up to the starting line, on Sunday, there is no do-over. You have to be able to push it to the brink of extinction and do it four times without it failing and know that it's going to make the finish line, and that's a big deal. Stevie, when was it? It had to be uh, – it must have been 2017 then, and, it, and I think it was in Topeka. And, and I remember walking over into your pits, and, and Phil Schuler was in there, and I remember we started talking about rings, and, and it was like everything was a disaster. You were telling me how nothing was sealed up, and I think you had some of our stuff, some of our competitors' stuff. You had a, you had a whole array of products. And I, just, I remember walking out of there going, man, I, I don't think I can help this guy. He, he doesn't want my help. And, and lo and behold, it was, and it was, I remember it was during the offseason. I remember you calling me, and we talked about it. And, and, but that, that's, that's the key in anything in life, no matter what you do, whether, whether it's the – I guarantee you somebody that you walk up to knows something you don't know. That's 100% true every single time. And even, even the homeless guy on the corner, if, if, you know, if, if you walk up to him, he knows a ton of stuff that you don't know. And, and most people typically end up with an ego that they're unwilling to ask for help. My, my philosophy on everything to do with Total Seal and what we do with ring development is I want to put the most knowledgeable people I can around me, build the biggest and strongest team around me, because if you do that, you're going to come up with all the right, not all the right answers, you're going to come up with more better answers than not. 
And when you called me, it completely gave me a different attitude of you because it was like, okay, here's a guy struggling, yet now he's willing to reach out and say, hey, I need some help, and you're the type of guy I want to help because I want the guy that says I need help. Ego is the biggest enemy in drag racing. And commenting on what you said, there's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth. It's because we're supposed to listen twice as much as we talk. Um, there you go. I'm all, if, you, if you allow yourself to be surrounded by intelligent people and you'll just shut your mouth and listen, you will get smarter. Ego is the exact reason that me, Billy Stockland, and Phil Schuler are able to work together at the level. It's hard to find alpha males who are very good at what they do that get along. We absolutely shelve our egos, and Billy and Phil tell me I'm stupid every day. <laughs> every day. It's already happened today. <laughs> Phil was just in the shop. He's like, you're stupid. I was like, yes, that goes on the stupidity meter today. But when you, when you can have open conversations with people who are smarter than you, it will rub off on you. So it was that, that conversation we had at the end of 2017, it opened up my eyes up a little bit. I ran for a – we tested in the off season. I had four different – four different brand piston rings in the engine. We ran them. Uh, your stuff leaked better, ran better, and we swapped over to that exclusively for 18 and 19, and I think the results speak for itself. I don't think we – I mean, I don't think we failed – I don't think we failed three pistons all year, and I run the rods out of that thing. I mean, we run it hard as it'll go. That's a testament <laughs> of the R&D that you guys put into that stuff. Well, and moving forward, you know, whether you're in pro mod or pro stock or, or top fuel, you know, the, the thing is you have to put the right piston ring in for the right application. You know, what is the correct ring, what's the correct ring for your application is not what we want to run in a natural gas compressor. It's not what we want to run in a pro stock car. And we see this over and over and over in racing is that the, the customer will just order a piston and a ring without any re – the piston is correct for the application, but they get whatever ring comes with the piston, and then they have a, a ring failure. And a lot of times I have to you know, sit there and analyze it with a customer and say, guys, I understand that the ring failed, but the ring was an effect. The ring was not the cause of the failure. And, and that's not always true. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. We've had stuff fail, and we've made a lot of mistakes in life, and we learn from it every day. But when it comes to the application like a, a, a supercharged ProMod car, I know for a fact what we have in your car is good enough to go up and down the track and be very durable, make a lot of power, and, and, and you can be really quick and fast with it. That doesn't mean that we can't be better. And over this, you know, as we talked at PRI, I think over the offseason, we need to continue developing the packages even in your car because we can take it to the next level. Absolutely. Speaking on durability, I'm not exaggerating. We made – the engine that we won Charlotte and Vegas with, that thing had 23 runs on it without the cylinder heads coming off. And we're talking about near world record runs. And when you can do that with a blown alcohol Hemi quarter mile racing, you're saving money. I think I spent 80000 less dollars in engine maintenance parts this year. And on the, when you run a blown alcohol Hemi or anything on alcohol, it's really hard to determine – when you tear a piston or a ring up, it, it, it's a catastrophe. So when you take that thing apart, it's a melted pile of stuff. If you can find it all, it's very hard to tell what failed first. Most guys assume the piston failed. A lot of the time, they have the incorrect ring in there, and that's what caused the piston to fail. Uh, I, I, I continue to be a student of this sport, and every time I go out with a race car, I realize that I knew nothing last year. That, that is as long as I can keep going into the next year and realize that last year I knew nothing, 
and we'll keep going forward. Well, I think you will. And what's interesting to me, first of all, talking about having two ears and one mouth, the audience will notice that I don't say very much on these shows because we're surrounded by experts. But, Steve, also the time, right? If you're spending your limited resource time on figuring out what went wrong, you're not spending that time on figuring out what will uh, work better in a certain weather condition or how to beat the competition or how to set up the chassis. And it's almost like you bought yourself more of the most valuable uh, asset, which is time by switching. Absolutely. Well, you spend your resources trying to figure out how to make the car faster. Uh, NHRA drag racing at the level that we do it at is not a sport where you can ever ease up. Uh, You can't go out there and hurt the engine or make a slow run and then ease up and come back to it. There's no testing at the races. Uh, So you have to be able to run that thing lap after lap as hard as it'll go. And if you're you're right, if you're spending your time and your money keeping it bolted together, I'm going to outrun you because I'm spending my time and my money trying to figure out how to go faster. Yeah, and, and Stevie, and, and and obviously, it's not my place to ever disclose what you what product that you use from Total Seal. But you know, I would ask you. I mean, is it something that you're willing to you know educate the world on what we're using in your engine, or is that considered something you're is is secretive to you and you don't want to disclose? It's not my place to ever do it. Obviously, I know what's in your engine, but that's something if. If you're willing to say, I'm going to tell you the exact top secret. It's round (laughs) and it's made out of metal. (laughs) Love it. And it goes around a piece of aluminum and it's glorious. We have experienced that already in this podcast, that the proprietary secrets that racers spend time, money, and effort to figure out, they're not willing to give them away to their competition. But what I am interested in, though, is the Stevie who didn't know what what was going on a couple of years ago, but you speak like that guy didn't know anything. That guy was winning a lot of races, and that guy was uh, destroying a lot of competition out there in outlaw racing, etc. So talk a little bit about some of the elements that you didn't understand that you now understand things to think about for people with their combinations. I've always known how to go fast. Okay. I've always been able to, to make big power. And when you've got Billy Stockland helping you manage power and run the car, you're going to run up front. But what, what we had to learn is that it does us no good to qualify. Number one, if the thing slows down a hundredth or two hundredths a run during elimination. So we would qualify good, and we were winning races, um, but it was until we kind of got the right package in there where you can run 255 miles an hour with an automatic, and you can run three, uh, 564 and set the national record. My favorite thing to do is to go out there to last round of qualifying, go low ET of the event. I tell my guys, I want to service this thing. I want to leak it. If everything leaks better than 20, I want it in the trailer in 20 minutes. So we can sit around, drink beer, and watch everybody uh, fix all their stuff that's blown up. Trying to get it. That's like my most favorite thing in life is to have the car in the trailer after Q4. Because you know you swung at it, and it just it just talks trash to the competition when you when you have made 20 runs like that, and the thing leaks good and runs good. Um, it, it's awesome. I'm having the time of my life out here drag racing. I can't. I wish that. Do, do you know how annoying that would be to be a, if I was a competitor in pro mod and I I had my stuff torn apart and you had your stuff put away in 20 minutes? I'd be looking at my crew going, "What are we doing wrong?" Because that's that's the absolute truth. I mean, I I think that's as funny as the funniest thing I've heard today, and 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 I I truly understand where you're coming from on that one. 
Last time when we won Vegas, okay, so I I tried to drive the car to the winner's circle one time. NHRA told me they were going to throw me out for life if I ever did that. Uh, But, like, I told them the engine is so good, if you'll let me put gas in it, I'll drive it back around to the starting line and run 570 again with it. And and that's pretty awesome. That's that's how you poke at your competitors and never say a word is is to do that. It makes it look like we're not running it hard. I promise you we're running it hard. Hot lap in a pro mod well, car is something I think I, I need to see at some point in the 2020 season. Uh, make a run, come back, make another run. That would be special. Yeah, well, as soon as so we get is, that Joe Costello sponsorship package oh, uh, in, yeah, we'll, well, uh, we'll get that sticker on the side of the car. We'll do that. Well, now that we got hidden horsepower on board, I think it's uh, not going to be a problem. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Matt, you, you hey, have we, something? Got, we, we got a WFO sticker on the side of my car. Come on, Steve. You got you to put one on there. That's true. He's right, Steve. Yeah, hey, it may help. I've been WFO my whole life, so I don't think uh, I haven't took my foot off the gas in almost 40 years. So that, maybe that's a good fit. I'm really looking forward to development down the road. I don't ever think that we're that we're as good as we can be, and it's nice to to work with folks who think like that too. I hate to run good, and you're like, "Yep, we got it. Like we got this drag racing thing figured out." Because I promise you, there's 30 guys right now that are beating dinos to death trying to catch us. And uh, I'm looking forward to some product development uh, and testing in off season, trying to pick up some more. Yeah, I mean, Stevie, think about it. Not only you know, not only in, you know, do we have Total Seal here? That that is really what my focus in life is: is to to make and develop and and come up with the newest ideas in piston ring technology. But I'm a racer. I'm like you. I'm out there every single lap trying to figure out how do we go to number one? How do we win the race? And and you know, how do we put a number one on the side of my car? And and you know, we got to Vegas at the end of the year and, you know, we went into Vegas number two in points and we had a legitimate shot. So, and, and, and honestly, the driver and the nut behind the wheel kind of blew it. But needless to say, my focus, just like when I'm in a race car, just like you are in a race car, my focus is to do everything we can to be above the competition. That applies at Total Seal more than it applies to me in racing. And that's why, you know, I want to have people like you on this show, and we want to showcase the best of the best in every industry around the world because guys like you are what drive companies like us to make a better part. So, you know, I have to say thank you for, you know, pushing us to always be better for you. You probably don't remember this, and thank you for saying that. The first time I run your product was 2013. I was running ADRL. You sent me a set of top rings to put in my nitrous engine because you think I burn stuff up now. When I first got a 5300 Pro nitrous engine, like me and Billy, we've, we've rifled pissing through that thing every run. You sent me a set of rings. I made one run and destroyed them and sent them back. And I was like, hey, there's something wrong with your ring. And you like, you told me, uh, maybe there is. You knew there wasn't, but you didn't tell me I was wrong. You sent me another set and I burned them up in a, ring, in a, in a run too. That type of customer service and your willingness to, to accept, hey, maybe we did fail, like that is what hooked me on your company. Because I, I absolutely destroyed those piston rings. If you run 10 degrees of timing and 5,000 pounds per hour of nitrous through a 5300 carbureted 855 with a lockup, you're going to burn the rings out of it. But at that <laughs> time, I thought, I was like, this ring's junk. Uh, end up, we've, we're, now we've got total seal rings in the fastest uh, and quickest pro nitrous engine in the world, Marcus Burt's radial tire car, and I can run that thing 40 runs and at least 12%. So uh, thank you for not ever uh, realizing uh, that I was as stupid as I was, I guess, maybe. 
<laughs> well, I appreciate that. That is, you great. know, are you, uh, you, you, you ever going to come over and get in one of these pro stock cars? I mean, I know you don't want to slow down and you know, you, you were, you give me some crap at PRI that I think you said your street car was like faster than you couldn't slow your street car down to even run pro stock, but are you ever going to come over and run a five speed with us? It was <laughs> there you go. The tow truck. Uh, I, one thing I love about the pro stock class, and I, I said this in a, in a, in an article last week, I love the fact that the driver can win or lose the race. Um, it, the, the driver input and your ability to screw the run up or make it better, uh, is what is alluring. I love, like when you guys race, I'm up at the fence or on the starting line watching, love watching pro stock. Uh, I don't know that, that a, I can ever get any money to go run one of those things. They'd be fun to drive. What I really want to do is put a screwblower on it. And then run it with a five-speed with a clutch quarter mile. NHRA. There you go. That's my kind of cup of tea right there. Or let's put 275s on them and and run them with a clutch and a five-speed. But I absolutely would drive one. I'd probably tear that thing to hell. Like, you think you got mechanical problems now. My dad told me when I was five, I can tear up a Sherman tank with a roll of toilet paper. So, like, if I walk near your car, something's going to fall off of it. I don't know if you want me over there, but. I'll strap you in the ProMod and pin your eyeballs in the back of your head, and I'll drive the ProStock car, and we'll see who tears up what. There you go. Driver swap. I'm, I'm, I'm in for that. That, that, that. that would be fun. That's uh, The fastest thing I've been in was a, a Mountain Motor ProStock car. You know, we won the championship in 09 in the Mountain Motor Series. But that's the, that's the quickest and fastest I've been is, you know, 620s at, you know, basically 220. You know, I've never, I've never been quicker than that. When that motor's at 11,000 RPMs and, like, everything in life is telling you to shut it off and you hold it to the floor for another second, woo, it'll make you pucker up. Uh, I, wish every, I wish I could take the fans for a ride in one of these things. Like, that's what I need. That's my retirement plan. We're going to have the Stevie Fast ride-along package in ProMod where you can go out there and run 560 with me. That's a good idea. I love it. I love it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, get, I'm not getting in the car with you. No, I would do it. I'm out. I would do I, it, Matt. I'm there. I, I would never ride with me in any car. I am the worst driver. Uh, my friends and stuff, my crew guys, they won't even let me drive the truck. Uh, I have a attention span of an ant, and, like, I, I am outside of that drag racing car, I am probably the worst driver on the planet. I would never ride with me to McDonald's or down a racetrack or anything. Well, there you go. Steve, uh, real quick, final, uh, you know, plans for 2020. I know you've uh, you made some changes or additions to your team, from what I understand, full-time. Uh, what is the game plan for the 2020 campaign? The game plan is to not do what everyone does, and that's win a championship and suck the next year. Like, that's what I told everybody. I'm scared to death to win this championship because when you put that number one on your car, everybody's gunning for you, everybody's taking shots at you, and you, you, you tend to over-prepare. I used to think that guys that won a championship and failed the next year did it because of complacency, but it's not. I see it now how bad you want to do it again. You over-prepare. You get in your own head. You can't drive the car. We're making changes right now to come out swinging. I want a back-to-back championship in NHRA Pro Mod. I want to prove that winning 30 rounds was not a fluke and that we can do it again. We've made some personnel changes that are really going to change the shape of our team. Uh, Bahrain One uh, is is back on board. We're super excited. I'm actually getting on a plane in an hour to head over there. They're racing tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna go over there and do some racing. And uh, we've got JNA Service coming back. Uh, coming back. That's a huge partnership for our team. Uh, we've got Phil Schuler on board now, which is a uh, just a shot of technical information and resource that you can't gain anywhere. Uh, people that don't know the background on me and Phil Schuler. I'm a loose cannon. When Phil first came to the racetrack with me in 2007, 
he said, uh, I can't help you because you don't have anything to go fast. He said he overnighted a race pack to Palm Beach, put it in the car at the track, and said, now go make a run and get some data. And <laughs> he is the most meticulous guy I've ever seen um, on, on that stuff. And, and having somebody that's on my tail that will tell me straight, like Phil Schuler, uh, is going to be an awesome breath of, of fresh air for our team in 2020. Matt, final question for Steve. Yeah, Stevie. So, uh, what, what, the first race that you're coming out to, what's, what's, give me your expectations. Tell me if, if we're putting it up on a, a betting line here, what, where are you going to qualify and where are you going to finish first race out this year? Okay. This is the, this is the thing we don't know. Uh, if, if the rules were the same, I'd tell you that I'm going to go five sixty seven at 254 miles an hour in Gainesville. I'm going to qualify number one. And I'm going to win the race on a whole shot. <laughs> but now we have two new power adders into the mix and we have no idea what they run. Now, there is information leaking out that the Pro Charger combination went 550s on its second run down the racetrack. We have that from reliable uh, reliable sources. So we have no idea what they're going to run, and with the opening up of the 959 and the nitrous engine, uh, we have no idea what they're going to run. So it's a little harder to predict it. I'm qualifying in Gainesville with a 567 with a 2. 254.10 miles an hour, and I'm going to be in the top three. Well, I can promise you I'll be standing up on the starting line watching that. that that's a guarantee. Steve, thank you for and joining if us. If not, I'll be on fire, so come put me out. There it is. Hidden, <laughs> hidden horsepower by Total Seal. Steve Jackson. Steve, thank you for being on this podcast. Of course, we're encouraging everyone to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, write a review. I think you have just helped us out with that greatly. Congratulations on your championship. Good luck over there in the Middle East. Have a good time. And thank you for spending a little time with us here today. Thank you. One more question before we go. Ready. I'm not used to talking to somebody that I can ask the exact same question to. Matt, what do you got? what do you got for these guys? When you go into Vegas and you're number two in points, talking at the beginning of this podcast, we talk about, I tell drivers all the time that drive for me, that until you've been on that stage and failed, you have no idea how to do it. You had a tremendous season. What are you using in the off season to go out there and smash these guys in the ground? The, yeah. The guys and the guys. Well, let, let, let me tell you that the, you, you said it best. You know, you, you put a number one on your car, you come back and you feel miserably the next year because you, you over-prepare. That's exactly what happened to me going into Vegas. We, we had so much confidence and we were running so well. And, and Vegas is a track that we normally excel at and, and, and Pomona. And we went to Vegas and, and I tuned the car, so I put all this on me. I absolutely failed miserably to get a hold of the weather conditions in Vegas it was because of how dry it was, put ourselves behind the eight ball, and then had to run Jason first round. Then when he beat me, it essentially didn't take me out of the championship hump, but it knocked me down into fifth and fourth or fifth in points. So I went into Pomona now doing everything I could to over-prepare for that race because I knew I had to be perfect. And all I did is the best light I caught all day was, I think, a 50 in qualifying, and then eliminations I was 60. So it exactly – I got in my own head, and that, and that is what cost us the championship. I'm not saying we could have won, but we should have been there instead of falling back like we did. So over the winter, the number one thing that I'm thinking about is to stop. All year long, I didn't think about anything. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Just go up there, run your own race. When you're looking at how close you are to being able to put a number one on your car and you fail, let me tell you, I've, uh, it, this is a, it's a mental breakthrough for myself. I need to 
I just need to turn off the switch in my head and not think about it moving forward. And that's how we're going to come out. Pomona Q1, we're going out there, and our whole goal is to qualify number one at every race, win every race, and win the championship. I know it can't happen, but that's our goal. But it's not going to be because of a mental breakdown like I had in Vegas. You know what that's called? It's called forgetting to have fun. We do this and we work so hard at it that a lot of times you forget to go out there and have fun. And I try to always in the back of my head when I'm strapped in that car and I'm one pair back, and you know what I'm talking about because I tune my own car too. I'm very involved in it, me and Billy Stockland. Uh, the, you got you to gotta find that switch and say, hey, I get to drive a race car today for a living. I'm going out and having fun. And when you get that, yeah. you go tear their head off. So I'm looking forward to watching it. Yes, sir. And uh, like I said, good good luck over there, uh, overseas. Uh, you know, go make some quick and fast runs. Be safe over there, and we'll uh, we'll see you in Gainesville. Sounds good. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Steve. Stevie Fast, Pro Mod World Champ. How about that, Matt Hartford? He's like turning the table on you. Yeah, let me let me tell you, Stevie is uh, he's one of the good guys. He's uh, he's hardworking. He's a racer. His only focus is to go out there and and qualify on the pole, win the race, and and talk a little bit of smack. I mean, uh, that that's really why he's just such a great ambassador for a company like Total Seal. He he gets it. He understands it. And and if if we can just continue on our hidden horsepower to bring people like him involved, we want our customer base to see and to listen to guys like Stevie. Well, to me, the thing that really stood out, you know I've done a lot of different interviews with racers and engine builders over the years, and I think that's why you're having me do this, uh, but the selflessness to admit that he wasn't fully aware of what was going on in a certain area and or maybe doing it wrong or needed to go find help or assistance. Like he said it flat out. A lot of people are unwilling to do that, let alone come on a podcast and talk about how he had four different rings in the engine, really didn't know what he was doing and that someone else helped smooth it out. And he goes on to win the U S nationals in 2018 and he wins the championship in 2019. So the results speak for themselves. And the fact that he is willing to tell the story of how he got there to me, that's what stands out, and obviously why he's a champ, because he is not going to get bogged down by, like what he said, ego things. Well, that, that, that's the biggest thing in, in drag racing. It, it's, you, you cannot have an ego, and, and it, it certainly is one of the most humbling, or it is the most humbling thing I've ever done in my life, because as much as you want to be perfect and as much as you want to go to that starting line thinking that you're better than the guy in the other lane, let me tell you, whether it's a guy or a girl sitting in the car next to you, they, most of them are as good or better at something in that car than you are, and it's so easy to make a mistake. And, and the, the drivers that come back and, and tell their crew chiefs that they didn't do anything wrong or this isn't what happened, you know, they're, they're never going to win. They're going to they're, they're gonna win a race, but they're in, in life in general, they're not going to be winners. You have to just be willing to make mistakes and admit to these mistakes. And I'll, I tell Eddie Granacci, my crew chief all the time, and Chris Engelson, my partner on the car, you know, I'll come back. I'll be on the radio before I even get around the shutdown area saying, boys, you are not going to be happy with me because I just cost us 200s by me being an idiot in the car. And, you know, I ran it up on the chip in one, two, and then I missed the four or five completely. And, and I said, I'm sorry, guys. You know, I just gave that one away. And I've never walked in the trailer ever and had anybody on my team have a negative thing to say to me about my driving. And I'll never have a negative thing to say about anybody's driving either, because until you've sat in that seat, until you've sat in that captain's chair and pulled the handle, it's 
it's harder than it looks from the outside. And, and I promise you those ProMod cars are an animal to drive. And, 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 but that's what makes a successful team is knowing that, you know, my crew chief's going to make a mistake. And when he does, that's okay. My crew guys are going to make a mistake. And when they do, that's okay. When I make a mistake as a driver, that's okay. And if you can have that attitude and, and shut the trailer door at night, go to dinner and still be best friends and laugh about it while you're having a glass of wine, you will be successful. You might not wear a number one every year, but you're going to be successful. I like that attitude, and uh, I think you had to go through that experience this year to get to some place you want to be perhaps next year. We saw Stevie do it, and he said flat out, and, and there's cliches about it. You know, you got to lose one before you can win one, and we, we do see it a lot. Now, I do want to bring it back to the engine builder, though. Not everybody is testing their metal in the highly competitive world of NHRA uh, drag racing, whether it be in the E3 Pro Mod Series or the Mellow Yellow Series, but some people are out there uh, earning a living. Living, building engines, working on their car, their bracket car, there's still a lot to learn from what this conversation, uh, where the road this conversation went down, which is you got to focus on the details. You got to look inward into areas that maybe you're not an expert in or you don't know. And uh, even the best of the best uh, have some blind spots out there. So seeking out expert help is a good thing. Well, and, and, and that's the thing that we tell our customers all the time, and, and we definitely we try to promote, whether it's at a trade show, whether it's in our advertising, or whether it's a, a podcast such as this, is the number one thing that we have to do is education to the customer. If, if, you, if the customer can be more educated about any product in the engine or in the chassis or on anything in life, they're going to end up with a better finished product. Now, by saying that, I encourage any of our listeners around the world, if you've got a ring question, it does not matter to me whether you're running a Mala ring, a Recon ring, an NPR ring, a TP. It doesn't matter the brand of ring that you're running. Even if you've never ran Total Seal and you have a ring question or you have an issue that you want to talk about, call our tech guys, call our sales guys. They will sit there and take as much time with you as they would a customer that spends $500,000 a year. We want to educate the customer base. And if we do that, we feel long-term we will have more customers. So, you know, that, that's, that's our goal is education. On future episodes, we're going to do some frequently asked questions uh, with some of the experts in the tech department there at Total Seal. I would click subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully, write a review. Stevie Fast, very entertaining. Plus, all kinds of social media with Total Seal, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You guys do a great job of posting some behind-the-scenes information, details. It's all made in America. I like that fact. Matt, that's one of my big things is that you guys are, uh, you know, you're here in the States, everyone's in the States, and uh, a phone call away. Well, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, when, when we're, we'll have customers call us on a Monday morning, maybe they've had a pretty bad weekend, and they're in just an absolute crisis mode that they need something by Friday. And, and obviously, this isn't what we want to have happen. But if it's, even if it's something we don't have on the shelf, we're able to make the rings because we make them in-house. We can go out and stop the presses, so to speak, and make whatever is needed for the customer. Obviously, we can't do that every day for everybody, but we have the ability to do that because we do make the stuff in-house. You know, we start from raw, raw spools of, of flat wire, and then it's coiled, and it goes through all 23 processes until we have what we call, you know, just a perfection of a piston ring. And you know, that, that's what makes us different than a lot of manufacturers around the world is we actually make it in-house. And, and all of our guys here are so heavily involved in, in watching motorsports around the world. To them, 
they don't look at this as a job. Our employees here look at this. It's a passion for all of them. How do we make a better piston ring? How do we, how do we make the mousetrap better from our sales guys to the guys running the machines? You know, we're all on the same page. Matt, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hidden Horsepower by Total Seal. Hopefully everyone will subscribe. Stevie Fast was incredible. And we all know, listen, we know that Keith was having so much fun that you had to dive in here on Episode 3. Yeah, you know, Keith, Keith is uh, hes going to do a lot of these podcasts with you. And, and, and Keith is our director of technical sales. And, and he just he understands piston rings better than probably anybody in the world. I'm not saying there's people that don't understand, you know, some of the engineering behind it as good or better than him. But when it comes to the overall view of a piston ring in any facet that it goes in, Keith has so much knowledge. And the more we can listen to him, the more we'll learn. Great job, Matt. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. And that will do it for this edition of Hidden Horsepower by Total Seal. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. More episodes coming. We've started off strong, getting a lot of great feedback, of course. Let us know what you think on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Total Seal. We really appreciate you guys, the listeners. Thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next episode. I'm Joe Costello. See you next time.